everyone, welcome to Espouse the Truth. We are here for the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. So on this episode, the subject is going to be on understanding genders and sexual sin. Um, about uh, addressing the idea of uh, homosexuality and uh, what gender you ought to be or how you feel you should be. And so we want to clarify this, and we're going to go to God's Word. And the first thing we want to do is, however you have been taught, or however you are thinking, uh, or feeling, okay, uh, is that we should not trust our own feelings, but trust in God's truth. We should not trust our own feelings, but trust in God's truth. And so this is extremely important if you want to turn around your life. Because nothing, so in the book of Jeremiah, nothing good comes from our heart. Our heart is deceitful above all things. And so to listen to your own heart is going to ultimately deceive you because we're born into sin. And the only way is to, to get out of sin and salvation is having Jesus alive in you to break free of that. So that's the number one thing that we need to address when we're talking about homosexuality and genderism and all these, you know, and trans and all these things, changing genders, um, sex change, whatever, uh, is that we need to identify that your heart and what you are trying to, you know, whatever you're doing to try to make you feel better is deceitful uh, because it's coming from your heart. We cannot trust our own heart. We must trust in God. And so that's where I want to begin with, okay? And, and then the subject, on this subject. So uh, we're going to go ahead and go and dive into the scripture. A lot of uh, key points to uh, touch in here throughout the scriptures. So uh, verse uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So this is here we have the order of establishment, of creation. Okay, If you are thinking that, you know, we somehow came from nothing and somehow there is, you know, the, the, the man and the woman all of a sudden came out of nothing at the same time, with the, at the same age, the exact age in life, from random nothingness, that's not possible. They had to have been created at the same time, at the same age, in the in, in the same health that they had and everything. There's no way that nothing, random nothingness could have just spat out a male and a female to be able to create life, right? And so... Um, and God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature and that moves on the ground. Okay? So you're like, okay, well, how did they do that in, in, in only uh, 80 years or 100 years of life? Well, in Bible times, they lived way longer. They lived 800, 900 years. And also, we have no idea how long... Adam and Genesis, uh, Adam and Eve in Genesis, how long they lived before sin. 
came into the world, right? And so um, I want to fast forward to Matthew chapter 5, okay? And this is extremely important um, for everybody who wants to use the argument that Jesus did not address homosexuality or it being a sin or, you know, this, you know trans being, you know, uh, genderism or anything like that being a sin. So that's very naive, okay? Because first of all, you're ignoring the Old Testament. You're not you're not acknowledging the Bible as one word of God. It comes from the same God. The God of the Bible is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we believe in a Trinity. The Bible is very clear, clear of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit being one God in three parts. One being in three parts. Matthew chapter 5 Verse 17, do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Okay, so there you have it. And so I want you to know that before we move on to Leviticus, now we're going to the law. Now we're going to the law. And so when anything is spoken in the Bible, the entire Bible, and by the way, there's over 6,000 references, meaning connections from the Old and the New Testament back and forth because the same God is talking and the same God is laying out his laws, his commandments, and his words to us, okay? So that's the first thing we must establish. So first, so we established in Genesis the establishment of the created order that God made, and now we are establishing that Jesus confirms the Old Testament, okay? So this, this is <clears throat> point number two. Jesus confirms the Old Testament. So Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22 uh, and I encourage you to read all all of the other book of Leviticus um, and the laws, and see how fa- fallen human nature has become. Mankind has fallen because they have broken all of these commands and and doing detestable things on a daily basis. So verse twenty two. We're going to talk about this one. Do not have sexual relations with a man. As one does with a woman, it that is detestable, or in other translations, it says abomination. Abomination is detestable. It is against creation. It is against God. Um. So, verse twenty-nine. Going to jump down. Everyone who does any of these detestable things, such persons must be cut off from their people. Keep my requirements and do not follow any of the detestable customs that were practiced before you came and do not defile yourselves with them. I am the Lord, your God. And so this is Jesus speaking. Okay? So let's just establish that. This is Jesus speaking and this is God, the Father speaking and the Holy Spirit speaking because they are all one God. Okay? And then now, then uh, point number three is going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and this is because this is going to address the the love the definition of love and what love truly is because love is not listening to your heart your heart is deceitful above all things so that's not it 
uh, love is patient. So starting with verse 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. So being envious, right? Something you want, but you can't have. So you can have all the feelings you want about being attracted to the same gender or one like or the most common one in men is having multiple women right in a relationship right uh but that's not love because you're hurting other people when you do that it is not proud it does not dishonor others so whenever you are giving into your flesh your sexual desires you are dishonoring the other person and 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 their body by their body being an abomination and being sinful so then you know you're you're self-seeking as well does not that's the next one it is not self-seeking okay so because if you're giving into your flesh and your feelings you are being self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs right so when you hear the truth of this how are you feeling do you feel angered well, then that's a sword that Jesus is talking about when he said, I did not come here to bring priests. I came here to bring a sword. And so the sword represents the truth. And so when you hear the truth and you, if you're feeling anger, then, you know, I encourage you to uh, ask for forgiveness and, re- and repent, meaning turn around and change your ways so that you, you are willing now to listen. And you are willing to change. It keeps no record of wrongs. This is the big one. So if I'm constantly seeking things for myself, that is wrongdoing. And you cannot call it love. You know, in a homosexual relationship, in a, in a, in a whatever relationship that's not one man and one woman, you are, that is wrong, wrongdoing, because it, love, true love does not keep a record of wrongdoings. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. All right, and then so with that out of the way, and uh, let's go to verse First Corinthians chapter six. And so now we're going to move on to the third part. <clears throat> at the point, the third point is the need for sanctification. Um, homosexuality or transgenderism or anything that denies the need for sanctification, meaning salvation. So it's uh, that it, the whole, you know, uh, thought that I am the way I am is saying I'm embracing sin and I'm rejecting God. That's in a nutshell. That's what you're saying to yourself is saying I'm embracing my sin. And I'm rejecting God. And we're about to find out right now. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting from verse 9. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Wrongdoers are the people who, anybody who goes against God's commandments. All right? So we just made that clear. And lives for sin, selfish desires. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor men uh, 
who have sex with men, that's homosexuality right there. Uh, if, you, if you were wondering about what about lesbians, then Romans chapter 1 will tell you about that too. They also include, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So meaning they will not. So th these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. And there's nothing more frightening than to hear how you are automatically disqualified from Almighty God and his, and his house. And this is what some of you were. So this is the good news now, right? That you can be sanctified, that you can change. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And so there is hope and there is a way to change and no longer live for your flesh. And to wrap it up with one final passage of Scripture, First uh, Timothy chapter 1, 8 through 11. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly, right? So properly meaning obeying it, simply put, obeying it, not being hypocritical, but simply obeying God's word. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for the law breakers, the rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and the irreligious, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God which he entrusted to me. And so, uh, you know, we are not to be deceived. Uh, any, we can tell ourselves anything to make ourselves feel better. That this is the way I was born. This is the way I am. But if you take that argument and run with it, there are so many ways it is horrific. What do we do about the pedophile or the, or the, the, uh, the, the mass murderer, the serial killer that says, I was born this way to abuse children sexually or to mass murder people because they're born that way? You see how horrific that can be if you use that argument to sit, to make yourself feel better. And remember, the, the heartful is deceitful. The heart, the human heart, is deceitful above all things. So we must not trust it. We must trust in God and His Word and His ways. And be sanctified. And we have to, before we can be sanctified, we have to know that we're lost. Lost from what? Lost how? We're lost in sin. And, and, and sin is, that separates us from a holy God. And we, des we deserve nothing but wrath and punishment. But through Him, we are, are made alive. And we have been given another chance. And I, I believe, I strongly believe that many of us, all of us, have given multiple chances multiple chances throughout our lifetime to repent, turn away from our sin, and live a new life through Jesus Christ, um, denying ourselves, picking up our cross to follow him. And so I'll leave you with this. The truth about the genders and that there are two genders, male and female. God made them male and female. And a true biblical and sound way um, the only way to live in obedience is to identify yourself as a male 
or female, the way you were born. And as far as having a sexual partner, the biblical way and the true way, the only way to have true blessing uh, is between one man, one woman in marriage. One man, one woman in marriage. Uh, that means death do you part. You, don't, you do not part ways until one of you dies. Um, <clears throat> and so this is the way we want to choose to live if you want to live for the truth. This is the only way that leads to happiness. How do I know that? Look at the stats. It doesn't take much. Look at the stats of people who, who go through transgender, you know, self-mutilate, go through transgenderism, and how many commit suicide? More than 80%. Same thing with homosexuality. You know, going through multiple partners in their lifetime, eventually getting AIDS, and then committing suicide. The, the numbers speak for themselves. Do not be deceived. Okay. Do not be deceived. But those who choose to love and obey God and have a one woman and man marriage and stay faithful to each other until they die live in ultimate blessings of happiness. So I wish that for you and hope that you would accept the love of God and know that His way is the only way to be blessed and be fruitful. And so with that said, now you know a little bit more about understanding genders and sexual assignment.